We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to the program. This is Kevin Hardwick, Dave McKinley, uh, still in studio with me. We moved his son, uh, Rhett, out uh, of his seat and replaced him with Ray Walter. I'm not sure whether we got the best of that deal or not, but Ray Walter, New York State Assemblyman, former colleague of mine from the Erie County Legislature. He's now in the State Assemblyman. He is a uh, Republican. Uh, Ray, let me ask you a question about Albany, but it's not a question about your house, the Assembly. It's a question about the Senate because there's some crazy stuff going on over there. I mean, with three weeks left in the legislative session, Things have ground to a halt. What on earth is 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 going on? Well, thanks for having me on, Kevin, and I'm sure the listeners would rather have Rhett than me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the the Senate has ground to a halt. You know, there's 63 members of the of the Senate. Right now there are 31 Republicans plus Simca Felder caucuses with the uh, Republicans, even though he's a Democrat. But one of the Republicans, uh, Senator Croce, it was called back to active duty um, in the military. And so that leaves the House at 31-31, and uh, they can't get anything done at this point. Uh, they cannot agree on uh, any sort of compromise forward. They're not meeting for fear, I guess, that the Republicans who are controlling the place would uh, come up with a 31-31 vote, and then Kathy Hochul, the lieutenant governor, would decide things. And there's there's some legislation in there that the Republicans don't want to pass, that Assembly Democrats have put through your house. So what happens is the uh, you know the Republicans can vote on a bill, uh, but then the Democrats could do a, a hostile amendment to that mm-hmm. bill. And, uh, and presumably, if everybody were in the chamber, it would be a 31-31 tie. And supposedly, the Democrats contend that Kathy Hochul, as lieutenant governor, could then cast a deciding vote on the hostile amendment. Um, but that's easily thwarted because all they have to do is one Senate Republican has to leave the room and not vote, and then it's 31-30, and the measure fails because it doesn't have 32 votes. It's a majority of the full House, so you have to have 32 votes to pass anything. Do you do you think this is going to continue into this week? I hope not. I mean, you know, I mean, nothing's getting done. It's almost as bad. Nine years ago. They had, when there was the coup in the Senate, when, when Demo- a bunch of Democrats broke away, joined some Republicans, and voted to take over the Senate, they had the, uh, the spectacle of dueling sessions. There'd be a session on the left side, there'd be a session on the right side, each with their gavels, and it was, it was just, it was just ridiculous uh, theater. Well, what reasonable people would do is uh, Senator Stuart Cousins and Senator Flanagan would sit down and they would say, okay, well, what 10 bills do you have that you want to get done? What 10 bills do I have? Which one of these can we agree on? Okay, great. Those three, let's these three, let's look at the next 20 and then go on from there. But let, that's not reasonable. Let me invite David McKinley to come in and ask a question, maybe ah. maybe more about your house and, and, and what you're doing in the Assembly. Well, let's just stay right here, though, because you said it, uh, Ray, if and I think that might be possible in things like Senator Ratzenhofer's bill to establish protocol concussions at private schools. They could probably all look at each other and say, okay, we'll go with that. 
But then when it comes to the real more controversial bills, like sure. the, what, whether you want to call it the late-term abortion bill, that's what mm-hmm. uh, Senator Jacobs yes. referred to mm-hmm. it as in my story about this topic on Friday, uh, they're, they're not going to go for that one. No, and 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 they shouldn't, and uh, and that's fine. Let's. But there's, you know, of the 300, 400, 500 bills that they could vote on right now, um, 450 of them are non-controversial. Yeah. You know, that you would have bipartisan support on that they could get through. Is is part of the strategy, however, you hold start... them hostage? You hold the, I mean, it's hostage. Well, the, that's the, exactly the, what The non-controversial is. bills, the ones that should get through, I, I, everybody agrees on. You hold them hostage till you give us what we want on, on whatever. I, I'm just troubled because he articulated that much better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> well... Yeah, um, let me let me ask you a question about <laughs> things that if the Senate gets going point. may happen at the end of the uh, the. Uh, uh, I'll I'll play tag team here with Dave. I'll ask you about an issue. He can ask you about another issue. Uh, uh, marijuana. We've got uh, medical marijuana. It's not working perhaps as well as it should, but there there are calls. Uh, there are a lot of calls. Uh, to use a phrase of President Trump, a lot of people are talking about, uh, you know, uh, recreational marijuana in New York State. Uh, do you think that this can happen by the end of the session? Do you think it should happen by the end of the session? I don't think that it'll happen by the end of the session. Um, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. You know, there are a number of states that have legalized it recreationally, and, and I think we need to see what's happening there and study it a little bit further before we go full recreational use in New York, and I think that the medical marijuana program, although um, has started out very slowly, I think we'll see some uh, success in that, and as we expand it and get more information regarding that, I think that's a good thing, and I think that's where we should be at right now. Well, I'll uh, I'll bet that uh, Dave McKinley has another question for you. Issue two. No, wait, that's <laughs> the wrong show. <laughs> I feel ganged up on them. Uh, <laughs> Wrong show. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, well, this came up a couple of uh, uh, weeks ago when Kim Pagula just uttered something about a stadium, and that set everyone a, uh, a tither about, oh, what does she mean? And she talked a little bit about and expressed uh, to the Buffalo News about how it seemed like a heavy lift because uh, it would take a lot of money that the state, with its – Four billion dollar deficit that it had to close to uh, to pass a budget. It doesn't seem like it has that much. Um, and she said we spent one point four billion dollars to buy the team. Don't look at us. Essentially, I'm paraphrasing. Sure. I didn't talk to her myself, but it, it it I was assigned to do a story on this, and, and it got me to thinking. And you know, Assemblyman Walter, Legislator Hardwick, I don't like to come empty-handed. <laughs> So when I went to talk to Legislator Hardwick about this topic, uh, because ultimately, the, you know, for instance, the county legislature would have to sign off on something, uh, an idea that, well, gee, you know, if everyone's saying, well, we just don't have that kind of revenue unless we found a new revenue stream. And lo and behold, a couple of weeks ago, Supreme Court issues a ruling, says uh, states can have legalized sports betting. Now, most of the sports betting would be done on the NFL and most of the sports betting in Western New York, if they came to pass, would probably involve the bills. So the thought, like I said, I don't like to come into interviews empty-handed, and I came with an idea, and that was that uh, w- would you support if if they legalize sports wagering, uh, taking a portion of whatever the state games the system for, because we know that the state's not going to approve it until they figure out their cut, 
and take that cut and use it for strictly for the construction of stadiums, arenas, and things like that that the state usually gets involved in anyway. Sure. No, I, I mean, I think that's a good idea. Three, a few things on, on, on I'm sorry, the did, did you get, uh, did Dave get a state assemblyman to say that Dave had uh, a good idea? Dave's got a lot of good well, ideas. Well, if it goes forward, then this will be known as the McKinley the, proposal. Um, I'm sure. We'll, I'm sure the Governor Cuomo will go along with that and get along so well. <laughs> well, it could name a, they, they named a bridge after his dad. How about, I just want a monument in downtown Buffalo. Oh, wait. But, I mean, a few things with this sports gambling. Number one, remember, we authorized it. Uh, back when we did the constitutional amendment uh, about about casino gambling, it was authorized. So it really just needs some tighter regulations to get it moving forward. So there's nothing really more that needs to be done uh, except for on the regulatory. Is, is that stance. an accepted view? Do people agree on that? Yeah, I believe. I mean, I don't. That's think not that controversial. Gonna, no, what that's you just not. Said. No, so I we mean, could have sports gambling like in a couple weeks without further legislative action. I don't. I don't know that the um, you know the gaming commission is ready to do that. Uh, we may need some more clarity on the legislative side. Uh, Certainly, uh, Senator Bonasek has some proposal, uh, but yeah, we could do it regulatory uh, for, with regulation. But don't don't. In reality, let's just be real. They're not going to improve anything until they can figure out how much of a cut the state right. gets. Right, absolutely. This is just and the like, state is going to like MMA. Right. You couldn't do it here, and then all of a sudden, the state figured out. Well, if we take this much money from it, oh, okay, it's legal. All of a sudden, same, same thing, thing with, with fantasy ride, sports. Ride, ride sharing for crying out loud. You couldn't have Always. it upstate New York until the state figured out what kind of protection money that the the ride sharing companies had to pay. So, I mean, it does need to be tightly regulated. Certainly, we don't want to get into any issues with that. But um, the state will certainly get its cut. What we want to prevent, though, and there's been a lot of talk about the the leagues getting a piece of the action, and I just think that's nonsense. <laughs> um, have, having them take a little bit off of the top when when municipalities are kicking in for all of these stadiums throughout the country, it's absurd. So, um, yes, I, I think that if we took some of that revenue, if not all of it, I don't know how much it would generate or what the predictions are, uh, and dedicated it to um, you know building. Uh, football stadiums and arenas, I think that would be great as long as it's not coming off of the backs of the taxpayers. And I think we have a wonderful uh, fan experience right where that stadium is in Orchard Park. I don't think we need to be talking about investing billions, and I mean multiple billions of dollars. We, in the we, we have stadium. to take a break uh, now, but uh, uh, Dave, uh, you, you call me when you call me up, Uncle Hardwick. What, what do you call Ray? Assemblyman Walter. Assemblyman Walter. Okay. <laughs> when when we come back, Ray Walter, New York State Assemblyman, uh, Dave McKinley, Channel Two reporter, will be here. Uh, in the meantime, I'm Uncle Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. Kevin Hardwick sitting here with Assemblyman, New York State Assemblyman uh, Ray Walter and uh, Dave McKinley, uh, Channel Two reporter. Uh, Ray Walter, a Mets fan, just like Joe Beamer. Um, uh, have you, uh, have you given up hope yet? I mean, uh, it's, 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 it started out great, didn't it? Yeah, I'm the, one of the few people who likes the Mets and the Yankees. I like the Mets and the Yankees. So, well, there you go. I grew so, up a Mets and Yankees fan. I've turned off the Mets and just watching the Yankees now. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's very it. depressing. Let me tell you one thing. Well, yeah. I mean, the Mets. It, you hit a slump, hit it now, right? I mean, they, they have that series against the Yankees next week. Jose Batista's gotten his batting average up 100 points. I'm telling you, things can still I, turn around. I should have known better to raise the Mets. Now we're not going to be able to shut them up for the rest of the broadcast. Focused on the as NBA a, right they, now. As a member of the state legislature, though, don't you have to like both the Mets and the Yankees? Is that required? <laughs> I don't think question. it's required, but uh, you know, you my could, forward friend you, Marcus you, you Crespo, who's the... Uh, I mean, if they make, if they make the... Uh, 
the playoffs, then there will be additional games in New York City, which means there will be additional revenue to the state, well, right? That's true. Um, so, I was going to say, my friend Marcus Crespo, who represents the Bronx, is a huge Mets fan, so well, think I, about him. Oh, He's in a tough spot. Listen, I was going to say, you know, if you didn't really care for the Mets or the Yankees and you wanted to split the difference, could you just say you're a fan of the Brooklyn Dodgers? Get away with <laughs> I don't think so. How about, how about this? Uh, uh, the state legislative session, Ray, is scheduled to end in about three weeks. You have about three weeks more, and then you're off until, well, till the end of the year, till after the election, unless the governor calls a special section. Um, once session ends in a few weeks, all eyes are going to turn to elections. Um, the big election this year, of course, is the gubernatorial race. Um, before I ask you your thoughts on that, can you tell me uh, what the governor really thinks about Dave McKinley? <laughs> no, he won't answer any of his questions. How can I, we know? I, it's not. What, what's going to happen in the uh, governor? I understand you were down at the Republican convention where Mark Molinaro was uh, nominated to run against uh, Cuomo. Yeah, I got to speak and everything, kick things off uh, with the um, uh, nomination of Mark Molinaro. So that was great. Uh, Myself, Phil Palmisano, and Dean Murray, all three assemblymen who are credited with, credited with the draft of Molinaro movement. So uh, we were uh, able to kick things off. I think Mark has a great, cha- great shot. He is a stark contrast to this governor. He's somebody who grew up in, with humble means and has done an outstanding job at all levels of government, making it work for the people, uh, as compared to Governor Cuomo, who makes it work for his donors, and that's about it. And so, uh, you know, with the Cynthia Nixon in the race taking a lot of uh, the energy away from Cuomo on his left, I think she has a chance to split the vote, and we have a very good opportunity for Mark Molinaro to win this thing. He doesn't have a chance. Oh, come yeah. on, Dave. He sure does. He doesn't have a chance. What state do we live in? We've won before, and, uh, you know, uh, if she takes a, stays on the working take, family party line it, it and pulls take, 20% take, of the vote. It would take a scandal. You think, uh, how many more scandals do we need? We a, already have a scandal have... of the magnitude of like a Schneiderman scandal magnitude. Well, I mean, you... to, to, I think the governor's pretty safe. There's a there's a consistent drumbeat of corruption coming out of his administration. We've seen his right hand man, his brother, practically Joe Prococo, indicted and and convicted, and now we have the Buffalo Billion trial going on this month we will see uh, some serious hits against the Cuomo administration regarding that and you think it's I don't know that to, he'll be able to yeah survive the, the average the average especially as, with a split ticket as, as as much as I might like to agree with you and and maybe Dave also understand what you're talking about isn't the average voter uh, in New York State oblivious to all that? They have no idea what we're talking about when you mention the name Percoco. They think it's uh, some some drink, some fancy drink or something. Um, uh, it's going to take a lot of money to get this message out there. Is 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 the Republican nominee uh, for governor of New York State going to have sufficient funds to drive home the message? Look, that's the wild card. That's wild card that Cynthia Nixon brings to the race. She is a media darling. She gets a lot of attention wherever she goes, and she is pounding away at the same issues that Mark Molinaro is when it comes to corruption in government and within the Cuomo administration itself. So as long as that drumbeat continues through September, through the primary, and then we get into a, a short race. Mark Molinaro will have the resources to compete during that time. And it, it doesn't matter, $30 million, $40 million that the governor has, he cannot shake the fact that he has run one of the most corrupt administrations in history. And people don't care. Unless, does Mr. Molinaro enjoy any modicum of popularity in New York City? Because I would think that is the 
that's the only Republican candidate mm-hmm. that beats a Cuomo. Somebody who can take, listen, you know, I'm not saying they have to win New York City. They just have to get, no, maybe, you have to cut down the margin. Maybe just 20% of the vote in New York City. But it's that not be just, enough. It's, if we've seen over the last couple of mayoral races, the turnout in New York City get lower and lower and lower. It's not just about the percentage that he wins in New York City. It's also about the turnout in New York City. And if turnout continues to be low and nobody, you find me somebody out there that's excited about Governor Cuomo. They vote for him out of fear, not out of love. He is not a loved figure <laughs> in, the dem- talking, in Democratic politics. Now we're talking about a Bronx tale. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they but seriously, there are too. not. There's nobody. He doesn't have a constituency that is rah 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 Andrew Cuomo. It just doesn't exist. What about you? Do you fear not only in the gubernatorial race, but right down through your own race, this so-called blue wave out there? Is that uh, is that all it's cracked up to be? Are we seeing uh, less talk about that as the year goes on? I mean, I think you, you are. I, I think that's more of a national I mean, the idea thing. is that Democrats are are excited, Republicans are not. Democrats are mad because Donald Trump is president, and they're going to come out and vote for any Democrat that's on the ballot. I just don't think it works that way. I mean, you, you we saw special elections that just passed, um, you know, where – um, Republicans have done traditionally well. They did traditionally well. And where Democrats have done well over the last decade, they've done well. So it's not, uh, I don't think that that blue wave is ever, everything it's cracked up to be. Uh, I read an article in the paper today that the, that the Senate is, you know, confident that they're not only going to win Republican seats in Washington, D.C., but they're going to gain them. So, I mean, I don't think the blue wave is all it's cracked up to be. A lot still to talk about. Fortunately, after the, uh, the news, uh, uh, we'll uh, we'll be talking about more of it. We've got another half hour to go. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get on board, uh, you can call us at 803-0930, 803-0930, or text us at 30930-3930. The last text on the board, let me see, it was about half an hour ago, give Rhett his own show and something to watch for crying out loud. That was a, that was a message directed at Dave McKinley about his son, Rhett. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, we go to the news now. Uh, in the meantime, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline at News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. Uh, Kevin Hardwick sitting here with Assemblyman Ray Walter, uh, Channel 2's Dave McKinley. Um, uh, if you want to get in on the fun, give us a call, 803-0930, uh, You know, Ray, uh, our earlier caller talked about too much government. It was a, He actually called when Dave and I were here alone. I took the call perhaps a little bit too early. I want to go back and ask you that question and, and in the light of uh, the county executive school consolidation proposal. But before we do that, I want to go to a current caller, someone online, Pete from Ontario. Uh, bring him in. Pete, uh, welcome to the program. You have a question for Ray? You know, it's something that we would like to, what would have seen little bits of the Constitutional Convention come out would be so that a, a, a regime like the, uh, you know, the Cuomo regime could have had, um, obviously, term limits. Maybe... Maybe not so much four and four, maybe starting out with a six and then a four equal a ten-year limit. Obviously, we know one thing. Cuomo's running on a, on a progressive ideology where if we have somebody running on direct issues and issues all the time, the corruption is going gonna, is gonna to fall off the wayside, such as we saw with the Obama administration. They clearly used the IRS uh, as, a, as a tool to, uh, to, to, to get the conservatives driven into the ground. And, and, and we know this. I mean, this isn't something that, that, that uh, we haven't seen fact on, and he's used uh, the, the higher levels of law enforcement the same way. And, uh, and, you know, and now we hear that authoritarian 
that 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 uh, Mr. Trump might be because he's saying he can't be. Uh, you know, he can't be convicted or, or mm-hmm. sorry, he can't be indicted by the Mueller team when, when clearly, clearly that a fishing expedition isn't even, you know, being fair. And you guys know this, even though leftiest left. Pete, 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 can we ask you to pretend we're the Jeopardy? Let me pick up on something that Pete said, because he talked about term limits. And Mark Molinaro, when he was here in Buffalo the other day, talked about term limits. And, he's, and during his acceptance speech for the nomination, said he will limit himself to two terms as governor, and he will call on the legislature to do the same thing, mm-hmm. to make sure that there are term limits. That's one of the first things he's going to propose. And he said he will use the power, whether it be budgetary or whatever, uh, to get the legislature to act on a term limit uh, law. And I think that's a great idea. And so, yeah, you have somebody there that's taking that issue and taking it to the governor and, and putting it, putting him to the test and say, look, let's do something here. The I, You know, Principally, I can't say that term limits are a great idea, but New York State government has failed so terribly that I think it's the only thing left. There, there you go, Pete. You got the assemblyman to agree with you. Well, that's awesome, and I appreciate that. Well, there's a bit of honesty coming through there. You know, <laughs> at this point, we want good government. Yeah. Oh, we, you know, to make smaller government that, that is able to be proactive and very, very uh, productive is all we want. I don't care about left-right. But Let me. The honesty and dishonesty are sure are apart. Pete, Pete I'm, I'm going to have Pete. to cut you loose. You're right uh, on. And, and, and move on. But thank you for the call. Great, uh, great contribution. Um, you know, Pete. Uh, Pete talks about smaller government. An earlier caller. Again, I took it when uh, I was here with Dave alone, and you weren't in the room. But I'll ask you the question. He asked. Uh, he asked about too much government. Um, and I mentioned the uh, county executive's proposal to consolidate school districts. Is that what we should see more of? I, you have to study it and make sure that there, it's going to be cost-effective to do that. There are times that consolidation and shared services are cost-effective and are a benefit to the taxpayer. Uh, in most instances uh, that have been studied regarding school consolidations is after the initial uh, influx of state funding that you get for consolidating, the costs actually end up going up. Now, is it better educationally because you have more offerings and things like that? That's debatable, and that's something that we we would certainly want to look at. But there's no evidence that it actually saves money in the end to consolidate services. Somebody mentioned consolidating, doing a a regional uh, law enforcement consolidation. All of the studies that were done on that show it ends up costing more money in the end. And one of the nice things that you have now is you have a menu of services that you can choose from. If you want to live in Clarence and not have your own police department, you can do that. If you want to live in Amherst or Cheektowaga or Lancaster and have your own police department, you can do that. So you have a, a, a number of options. You want to talk about eliminating government, and you're not going to like this, Kevin, but let's start with county government. Um, you know, For the most part, as you and I well know, having served there, you continuing to serve there most of the uh, most of the programs and services are state mandated programs and services that we could just as easily run uh, as as a regional uh, you, you, from a regional you know, approach though, from you the know, state. Though, a lot of people have called for a regional government and 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 say we should do things on a regional basis to, you know Joel Jambra got elected twice uh, before reading green budget and the whole regionalism thing how that work isn't out? isn't isn't the uh, county government though the regional government in in this neck of the woods 
I mean, if you want to do things, if you want to do things on a regional basis, isn't the county government the logical vehicle? I would uh, say in this region, it's a regional government. But one, region. once again, it doesn't. That's, that's mean, why I invited Dave to agree with me. It doesn't mean you're going to save money because there are a number of areas of the county that don't need the level of services that other parts of the county do. So maybe in the city of Buffalo, we need a much higher, higher level of service when it comes to social services and. Uh, and uh, and you know metro rail and and uh, buses and things like that that you don't necessarily need out in Concord or Newstead. Obviously, we're not going to resolve this uh, this question today. So uh, let's uh, let's do what we always do and run back to the phones. Uh, we're joined now by Guy in Buffalo. Guy, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for getting me on here. Quick, uh, I really appreciate. You're welcome. To give uh, the assemblyman a little credit here. I don't. I'm not a big fan of politicians, Republican or Democrat, in the state. But um, he actually uh, had the temerity to challenge Governor Cuomo and the numbers and the Buffalo billions, and, and particularly Zemsky. In this area, uh, if you take on Zemsky, you mm. are going to be persona non grata. Actually, I shouldn't even say that. They're going to attack you vocally. And the Buffalo News went after the assemblyman. Uh, very much so. And their arguments were very shrill and shallow, um, just because he had the temerity to do his duty and uh, question some numbers. And he didn't, he wasn't uh, bellicose or um, nasty to Zemsky, but Zemsky couldn't handle the slightest criticism. It's like handling a diseased part of the body. You barely touched him, and, and he was shrill. And uh, we actually saw the real Zemsky, and it was nice that uh, the assemblyman really stuck up for the taxpayers there. Are you talking about the hearings in the beginning of the year? Uh, there was one in November that we did last right. no- last November. Oh, yeah. I watched that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we did one last August. It was the same thing, yeah. but, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you, you didn't shrink like a violet from them. It's very good to see. On the regionalism, I've been following this issue for many years. Uh, and, and many times it does make sense, but sometimes the, the person promoting it um, can be such, uh, you know, I, I don't want to mock him out too badly, but Joel Giambro was just the wrong person to bring it forward. Kevin Gone is a pointy-headed elitist. <laughs> and they don't, they don't come at it from realism. I, I live in the suburbs, and I, I don't want a county-wide school district because busing has proven to be a failure. It's very expensive. Buffalo spends more per pupil mm-hmm. than anyone else in the county, and the results are terrible. And yet, gone when he, you know, when he was after a countywide school district, is treated like a savior by the Buffalo News, and he can say whatever he wants, no matter how stupid he sounds. No one ever challenges him. So I've been against regionalism because of that. It does make sense though when you look at taxes in the suburbs, the places with the, the lowest tax rate are Clarence and Elma. They don't have a police department. Okay, and yes, they have some of our wealthiest residents, and they pay the lowest tax. Well, well, they don't. They don't have a police department, and a lot of their roads are paid for by county taxpayers. Uh, you know, you go out to the area. I, I, I mean, you think about. It, I live in the city of Tonawanda. City of Tonawanda has its own police department. City of Tonawanda, there is not an inch of county road in the city of Tonawanda. Yet I pay county taxes for roads and police service out in Clarence and and wherever else. Um, there's an issue. There are trade-offs there. There's no question about it. It's a very complex situation. But but guy, thank you for the call. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, the whole time you were you were talking, Ray was smiling. Uh, 
so so it was his his daily affirmation. Uh, thanks uh, thanks for the call. Listen, we're we're going to go back to the phones in a few minutes. We do have to take a break, get in a few commercials. When we come back, one more segment with Assemblyman Ray Walter and uh, Dave McKinley from Channel Two. If you want to get on board, the time to do it is now. Eight zero three zero nine thirty is the number to call. Eight zero three zero nine thirty. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio nine thirty WBEN. segment here again if you want to get on board uh you might be able to get on at 8030930 sitting here with Ray Walter New York State Assemblyman uh Dave McKinley from Channel 2 and his son Rhett also uh watching everything he does to make sure he's uh he's uh, on on point uh and I'm Kevin Hardwick of course uh you know during the break uh, Dave McKinley we were uh, tripping down memory lane you were looking at uh, something guy from Buffalo who called just before the break uh, triggered something uh, about a hearing that was in Buffalo last fall. Triggered, <laughs> triggered. I've been triggered. Albany. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was. We were talking. He was talking about. Now this is. I thought it was a budget here. It wasn't. It was a November. What, yeah, what economic, was the, uh, I'm the uh, ranker on uh, the Economic Development Committee. Uh, Robin Schiminger is the chairman, and we have uh, we have oversight of uh, the you know economic development activities that the Cuomo administration does. And so in our uh, annual. Uh, Annual oversight committee hearing in Albany in November. Uh, we had uh, Mr. Zemsky on the uh, witness stand, supposedly. Yeah, I remember that. In case you didn't catch that last part of Zemsky's cutting remark to Walter, it was quoting now, yup, 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 blah, blah. <laughs> yes. that, that was the only answer he could give me for some actual questions you, that I asked. You know, you know, David, people who do TV tell me that, that, that there's a lost art in the writing of, of, of copy. Uh, yeah. That kind of wrote itself, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah, I remember. I was watching this hearing you were involved in, and you were asking him a question, and he he you did get on his skin, and 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 his his re- response was, I I have it right here. I, I looked up. Oh yeah. Um, one exchange. You two were bickering. You talked over each other, uh, and you were telling Mr. Zemsky that he could come in here and speak in platitudes like the governor but couldn't actually draw any connection uh, to what you were talking about and his response was yep 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 blah blah <laughs> because he because ha- he can't because he can't answer the question because you look at what the governor has done as far as economic development in western new york and we see some great things happening but they're absolutely unrelated to the things that the governor has done and he can't make that connection and so his only response could be yeah 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 blah 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 uh, thanks to guy from buffalo for bringing that up because it's 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 led this program not once uh in well i did this program for four years and dave debo did it for eight or so and then i just got it back not once in my recollection have the words yup 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 blah 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 ever been uttered on this uh, this program so i i thank guy for buffalo for bringing us down that line let's let's go back to the phones and and see what else we can bring in see what other gems are out there let's go to bob uh, bob welcome to the program uh, thank you kevin uh two quick comments uh when i look at my government good government uh is when i called uh, paul tokes years ago and said they needed another parking lot at jfk to alleviate the traffic before somebody gets run over and paul being the man that he was uh, was able to find the funding the parking lot is there which in my eyes saved a lot of lives i've called the uh, new york state education for example and asked a simple question what's being taught in our school systems today evolution or creation it's evolution we evolved. 
which means that we are a planet of apes. You know how hard it was for me to have that question answered? Very difficult. Getting somebody to call me back was nearly impossible. That is bad education. And uh, I haven't lost my faith in everybody, but quite frankly, I find my government more than often really doesn't work, uh, especially for the people. Bob, is there a question in here? Uh, Kevin, it was just more of a comment okay. and uh, just uh, letting you know where things stand uh, as far as I'm concerned between good government and bad government. And I find more bad government than I do good. Thank yeah, yeah thank, thanks, Bob, for that comment. Let um, me just say, Kevin, just, you know, one of the things, and you know this uh, as being a legislator, one of the things that we take great pride in is the constituent service that we do offer our constituents. When, we're, when I'm in Albany and I'm, I'm voting on, on bills, I'm one of 150, and sometimes you can't always get the things that you mm-hmm. want to done there. But when we're here and somebody calls the office and we try to get something done for them, whether they're having problems with their property tax rebate or, or some government agency that we can go in and cut the red tape, that's some of the best the, work the that we there, do, and, the I, key and I'm there, proud of course, that. And you, and you know this, and I'm sure you'll affirm this, is the key is having good people around you. Because when you're on the floor of the assembly, you can't be you know, fixing a pothole for someone or, or, or something. Uh, earlier this morning, we kicked off the show with, uh, uh, with Bob and Sue Gregg, uh, you know, common people, mm-hmm. good friends of mine. But Sue is my uh, legislative aide who does all the work that I take all the credit for. And I know that you have some good people working for you, too. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my chief of staff, Aaron Baker, I can't give her enough credit for the work that she does. And, and of course, uh, Aaron Baker, office. a former student of mine. Well, so that's, that's I'm sure that's where right? she learned it. I, I know Aaron. She's a big wrestling fan. She is. That's true. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that. So, so yeah, 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 blah, blah, let, blah, blah. Let, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's talk briefly about uh, uh, the Buffalo Billion trial. Uh, earlier today when you were coming in, uh, I mentioned that the defendants seem to be dropping like flies. Of course, one has pled. Another one was apparently released, right? Or uh, After probably spending a lot of money on lawyers, yes? Uh, they dropped the charges against um, Lipel, I think. But, uh, you know, it, it continues, uh, goes on anyway. Um, uh, the um, I think that we're going to see a lot of how the administration works when it comes to economic development. And a lot of that centers around... Who are my big donors, and how can this work benefit them, not how it can benefit the people of New York? And that's how Governor Cuomo's run his office, and that's how he's run economic development in the state. Perfect example is a $15 million film studio in, in mm. Syracuse that just got sold for a dollar back to the Onondaga uh, County, Onondaga County yeah. uh, because it was a, a failed attempt that ha- included these guys from core development that were huge donors to Cuomo. Don't – okay, if if – Governor Cuomo is deciding how the economic development money is being spent, and it's being doled out to people who are donors of his, major donors, and we've seen this time and time again. Is he not using the public treasury to fund his own campaign? I mean, for all intent and purposes, absolutely. Not only that, if you look back to uh, his, I'd ask his him last re-election. Take question. Yeah. I, I know that. It may, may now, more evidence of why Governor Cuomo uh, avoids Dave McKinley. But, but, but he's using advertising dollars, too. When you see these startup New York ads and these uh, yeah. open for business ads that are complete nonsense, that's coming out of taxpayer funding, and they're mm. nothing short of Cuomo uh, campaign ads. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And we try to put the uh, the walls up to that. Uh, but you know he controls so many people in the legislature that it, it just it it doesn't get any any uh, legs. We've got a number of uh, 
a number of legislative proposals, um, whether it be uh, a database of deals that would be able to track some of this uh, economic development funds, uh, clean contracting that the that the uh, the controller has proposed that it's stuck in committee that won't come out because a Cuomo ally is keeping it in there. Uh, there are you know reforms for the uh, regional economic development councils that would subject them to to uh, public officers law mm-hmm. i mean that is these are things that need to be done to have open and transparent government, and the governor is standing in the way of that and there 's been some bipartisan call for that too because uh, Robin Schiminger has had his own bill in this regard didn 't he yeah absolutely most all of these bills that i 'm talking about are democratic sponsored bills that that i 'm co sponsor of that I want to see move through, um, but cuomo 's allies in the legislature are holding them up a couple minutes left with assemblyman ray walter let 's go back to the phones Jay and Amherst, thank you for holding uh, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, guys. You're welcome. Hey, uh, Mr. Ray, um, I'm a supporter of yours. I, I vote for you. Um, Thank you. Just wondering, what do you think it would take? It's getting really frustrating, you know, voting the Republican ticket in New York. What would it take to beat Andrew Cuomo, do you think? Or at least get him called on what he's doing wrong? Good, good question, Jay. We're almost out of time, so I'm going to cut you loose and let Ray answer on the air. Well, I think we have a candidate, Mark Molinaro, who can connect with the people on these important topics, like corruption, like being a regular person. He talks about coming from humble beginnings where... Uh, you know, the food was put on his table when he was a child because he knows, knew he got help from food stamps to put it there. And so that type of connection with the people where he has served people and brought people together in every level of government to be successful uh, is is an excellent contrast to a governor who has been corrupt, who is completely disconnected to the people, who serves the interests of the elite and not the interests of everyday people of New York State. And so that's the first thing we have is a great candidate. The second thing we have going for us is the governor's getting attacked on his left. There's going Cynthia Nixon is going to be on the ballot in November on the working families line, and there's going to be a split vote. So we have a very good opportunity if we can all rally around Mark Molinaro, get him elected governor, vote for him. The Democrats will be split, and I think we have a good path to victory this November. Will, uh, if Molinaro, do you know if he's elected, will he talk to Dave McKinley? I guarantee that he will doc- talk to Dave McKinley. I we mean, could, as a candidate, we could call him right now McKinley. if you it's want once, Dave. Don't you find once they're elected, they kind of, you know, avoid you? It's either that or if I, you know, get them angry up here. That's, that's going to have to be the last word today. I want to thank uh, Dave McKinley from Channel 2 for being mm-hmm. along. More importantly, uh, for bringing his son, Rhett. Uh, yep. You know, the future, our future is strong with uh, young people, 11-year-olds like uh, Rhett. And thank you also to uh, Dave uh, to Dave McKinley, to, uh, to Ray Walter, New York State Assemblyman. Uh, and thank you for listening. Uh, thank Joe Beamer for producing. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You've been listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.